Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. Welcome to the St. Paul Worship Podcast. 
I'm Katie Warren, one of the pastors here at St. Paul, and it's a joy to be here with you as we hear some beautiful music and pray and reflect together. Uh, what a gift that this podcast is something we can do um, all together, even if we're separated by time or distance. So thank you for tuning in today. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to hear some words of scripture that might be somewhat familiar to you that you've likely heard before at some point. They are oftentimes recited at funerals or in times of struggle because these words from Jesus are really meant to be a kind of a source of comfort and a reminder of God's presence with us. They are this reminder of rest and peace that we can find in Christ. In fact, Pastor Sarah was sharing with me that she has an alarm set on her phone every day at 11.28 a.m. for Matthew 11.28 uh, that reminds her to pause even just for a few seconds, and remember to rest in God's goodness and grace, even if it's a busy day or whatever might be going on. Um, so these, these words are that uh, reminder to us today. But for the purposes of our time together, I want to focus actually on a, maybe a little bit of a different part of that passage, the part where Jesus references a yoke. Now, you may or may not be familiar with a yoke or have ever even seen one in person, but today we're going to think a little bit about why Jesus might have chosen the imagery or metaphor of a yoke, of all things, and how it speaks to our own understanding of faith now. So first, let's listen to these words from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, beginning with verse 25. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and you have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. So come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now, let's uh, take a listen to a reflection on this passage and how we might think of ourselves as yoked with God. I want to take you back just for a moment this morning. Have you think back to your high school days or maybe you're a parent or grandparent of a school-aged kid now? Either way, you might be familiar with this idea of spirit week that happens at our schools, um, oftentimes around homecoming or other big events where kids are encouraged to dress along different sorts of themes. So you have tie-dye day or pajama day or dress like your favorite book character day. But one of my favorites that I've heard of that's happened more recently is called anything but a backpack day. You might be able to guess what that means. You could guess that for this one day, kids are encouraged to bring their school essentials and any device or container or object other than your typical backpack. So, among some of the options for anything but the backpack day, there's everything from, say, a large crock pot, 
to a traffic cone or even a dog crate. This student chose to store his stuff inside a microwave, <laughs> which had to have gotten pretty heavy to haul around by the end of the day. Another uh, used a mop bucket, got even a little stash of snacks at the top there, or a lawnmower. My personal favorite was this guy who drove his little brother's miniature car through the halls of the school for the entirety of the day. Uh, I will admit to you this morning that I spent way too much time than I should have looking at pictures of kids, <laughs> these teenagers, and their various ideas of what they chose to do for this day. I was impressed with their creativity and equally grateful for our wonderful educators who encouraged them. And yet, uh, one small detail sort of stuck out to me as I was looking at all these different examples. It occurred to me that pretty much all of these ideas that these great students came up with still required them to carry or push or wheel or move, however it might be, their stuff around school alone by themselves. It turns out you can come up with lots of different alternatives to a backpack, but most of those options still function so that you're carrying everything by yourself. Interestingly enough, one item I never came across in all the different pictures I was looking at was a yoke. It's not something that very many of us are necessarily familiar with except when we hear it referenced in a scripture passage like this, these beautiful, often recited words from Jesus that we just heard, where Jesus says to us, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Most of us, I'm assuming anyway, probably haven't spent much time using a yoke or even thinking about how this contraption sort of works, but as you likely probably know, it's this odd-looking farm implement that was meant to share the burden between two animals, typically oxen or donkeys. You put it over their necks, and then the weight becomes kind of equally distributed. It's not gone, but it's shared. It becomes lighter for both parties. So these words from Jesus are kind of, in a sense, referencing our own anything but a backpack day, as if to say, you have tried to carry it on your own, and it's tough. So why don't we get really creative and try a yoke instead? The reality is God is well aware of the stuff that each and every one of us carries around with us every single day, whether we're walking around school or anywhere else for that matter. Instead of textbooks that we might carry with us, it might be our own fears, fear of the unknown or the future, or instead of carrying a laptop, maybe it's feelings of shame that we just can't put down. Instead of your wallet and keys and phone, we carry around our own worries, deep grief, or maybe just feelings of being totally exhausted and overwhelmed by life right now. I don't have to name it for you. You already know what your stuff is that you carry around with you, but instead of our backpack, scripture just calls it 
our burdens, the weight of each of our own worlds that still somehow sits squarely on our shoulders. And here's what God chooses to say about that to us. You don't have to carry it alone. I think it might actually be just as helpful to note what Jesus doesn't say in this particular passage here. He never says, here, hand over your burdens and I'll take them entirely. You don't ever have to think about them again. Instead, he uses, I think very intentionally, this image that requires a deep connection by both parties to sort of walk in sync with each other. Even if you've never seen a yoke in action, it doesn't take much work to figure out how it works. It actually doesn't function at all if, only there's, if there's only one party. It's built for two. It requires us to sort of hitch our lives to God and to walk alongside each other. I actually find it to be good news that God doesn't expect us or even ask us to put down the entirety of the weight that we carry around with us. That might just be asking too much or honestly too hard for a lot of us to do. If you are grieving a deep loss in your life, there is no amount of words or prayers or well wishes that allows you to instantly let go of that ache in your heart. Or let's be honest, there's no amount of books you can read or to-do lists you can make that will completely eliminate the feeling that you're just barely keeping your head above water. Or there's no amount of scripture you can quote or memorize that will totally erase your fears or instantly heal your sickness or ailments. There's just not. That's not how faith works. And Jesus knew that because he doesn't say to us, Forget about whatever is consuming you at the moment. Let it go. Don't worry. Be happy. What Jesus does say is, let me share that burden with you. Yoke yourself to me and we'll carry that weight together. You do not have to let go of all that's on your heart and mind today, but neither do you have to hold it all on your own. You might remember hearing this story in the news several years ago about a mother orca whale and her infant calf. I mentioned it years ago, uh, but it still seems to be a powerful example of exactly what we're talking about here. This orca was being tracked by whale researchers as they were migrating with this pod of about 70 or so whales in the Pacific Northwest when she gave birth to a stillborn calf. And what happened next was sort of equal parts heartbreaking and beautiful. This whale proceeded to carry that calf with her through the water for the better part of the next 17 days. Quite literal heavy burden on her back. Now the marine biologists who were watching her noted that this was essentially kind of showing this outward sign of mourning, of grief continuing to push that deceased child through the water for almost a thousand miles as they continued to migrate. And of course, it, it captured the attention of all sorts of people as they were just heartbroken for this 
mama whale. But what was sort of equally moving about this story was that the rest of this pod kind of surrounded her as they continued their travels. I am no expert in marine animals, but from what I understand, what was observed in the midst of all all of this is that the other whales kept swimming right alongside her. They actually slowed their pace more than they normally would to match hers. At times, they even helped carry the calf when she was clearly just too exhausted. They offered this kind of protection and gave her space where she needed it. In a sense, they yoked themselves to this one who desperately needed help in carrying the weight of her grief. They didn't insist that she just let it go or try to convince her that God hadn't given her more than she could handle, but just simply helped to bear the burden. And as people of faith, we could be quick to grab a hold of the first part of that passage that we we hear, those comforting words from Jesus, come to me all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, I will give you rest. But it's actually the second part of that statement that I think is the true gift or promise that we get to grab a hold of, where Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, and it's then that you will find rest for your souls. Come to me and we can carry that weight together. Come to me and I will lead you to rest and renewal. I'll lead you to a church, a community where others will struggle right alongside you to help carry that load. And so, with every prayer that we speak, whether it's out of faith or desperation or maybe both, with every moment of worship where we acknowledge this powerful yet compassionate God of ours, with every reminder of God's grace through a taste of bread and wine, every person in this space who speaks a word of encouragement to another, every alarm we set that reminds us of God's abiding presence with us. God is helping to lighten our load just a little bit more. So it's my hope, I suppose, that we, we let go of that idea of carrying around this backpack all on our own. It just doesn't work when it comes to our lives of faith. And instead, we keep finding those ways to yoke ourselves with God, this one who walks right beside us. And in doing so, may we find rest for our souls. Amen.
We'll turn now to God in prayer, speaking these words Jesus taught us through the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Whatever the coming days may hold for you, may you think of faith a little bit less like a backpack and instead live with the assurance that we are yoked with God and with one another, walking steadily side by side. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.